Welcome to Transforming Your Conversations, a podcast about one of the most important yet overlooked part of professional life, conversations. We're helping leaders from different backgrounds improve their conversation skills at work, and in this episode, we're here to share our tips to help you with that. Don is the founder of Transform Your Conversations, or TYC for short, a boutique training company specializing in leadership conversations at the workplace. Emma is an associate consultant and coach with TYC, passionate about supporting aspiring and seasoned leaders in their conversational skills. If you look at the Google search trends over the past year, there was, no surprise, a spike in March for the words remote work as everyone jumped head first into telecommuting and you know, everyone started frantically looking at what it means. So we can say that work from home has become the norm, but have we considered what it means to lead from home? So just to kick off, what are some really basic things that leaders can do to keep their teams engaged and energized through a screen? Yeah, it's a big question, isn't it? You know, working from home has dominated everybody's life. And particularly if you're a manager, your, your team's working at home, the dynamic's not the same. So uh, Emma and I have done some work on thinking around the keys to building trust and engagement when people are working from home. Um, we've come up with four really important dimensions that we think make up the, the activity that managers need to focus on. There's uh, the people dimension, so being interested and finding out what's going on for people in your team. Um, another dimension is about being clear about people's scope and their mission, their objective, so that they really do know what their mission is when they're working from home. Um, there's a third dimension, which is around building autonomy in your teams and making sure that while they are working from home, that, they're, that they've got the freedom to act. You know, they're not in an office environment where they're, where they're constantly surrounded by people in the team. So autonomy and freedom to act is important. And there's a last dimension, which is around giving feedback, really good quality, frequent feedback. But let, let's just come back to the first one, uh, the people element, being really interested in what's going on for individuals. We've seen so many examples of people living a very difficult, challenging time when they're managing their work at home. They've got kids, they've got pets, they've got families, they've got homeschooling. It's a very, very tough and challenging environment. As a manager, I think it's really important that you keep a very strong interest in in what's happening, um, listening to what what's going on, checking out on their well-being, making sure that you really do understand what's going on in their personal situation. And I think it's important that when you're having business catch-ups with them, that you're not just focused on the job and the task and the KPI, but that you devote a significant amount of time to finding out what's going on. So people first, then task. Yeah, very, very good point, Don. I, yeah, I always encourage managers to spend a few minutes, the two, three minutes when they open the call, to really ask those more personal questions. And it also helps by it also helps them by sharing their own struggle at home, um, by opening up about their their own struggle uh, with their own their children, their family, and then let the employee share something similar. Um, and I used to think that maybe managers should request for video to be put on so that they can see each other, especially not being able to be physically in the same room anymore. But I realized that actually a lot of people are quite tired of doing videos because it's very strenuous for the eyes and tiring. And it's also about allowing yeah, people to, to be off um, of video but, but still have a personal, uh, trusting one-on-one live using audio. Um, 
yeah, based on what uh, people's preferences are. So paying attention to all those details and also the logistics around the, mm. the call. But how do, how do managers get the balance right between, you know, intruding into personals, uh, people's personal lives? You know, when they come to work, you very rarely see people's home, their living room, their bedroom, wherever they're, their kitchen. And suddenly, you know, you're, you're seeing people in their home environment if they've chosen to switch the camera on. But how do you get the balance right where... You know, as a manager, that you've got to be interested in people's well-being. We know from all of the research that's been done during lockdown that you need to focus on people's well-being. Mm. And yet, how do you get the balance right without intruding? Showing interest, but not going too far. Perhaps asking for permission and yeah. say, you know, I'd, I'd love to, to see you um, face to face. But yeah, I would also understand if you prefer not to. So yeah, what, what would you like? And pause the question. I heard a really good example the other day where somebody in a team said to me, you know, for the first time, I realized that my boss had another life. I saw him in his home. I saw his kids running around in the background, apologizing that there was something going on in the background. And I think there's a, there's a real opportunity while we're, as we move moving towards working from home to show up in a different light. You know, you're not the boss with all of the... The, the attributes of, of being a leader, but you're actually a real human being and you're in the same situation as everybody else. Mm. So it's a big opportunity for mm. managers. Definitely. And I think that is the, the whole gist of working from home, is that even though you're physically distant, when it comes to your relationship or your, the emotional connection, you might actually become closer because you get to see so much more of their lives that you usually don't. Yeah, and the boundaries between work and home is, uh, have blurred. So yeah. it, 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 I think it opens for more personal conversations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think it's an opportunity as well to find out what they're up to and what are the challenges. Um, you know, not telling them what they need to do and you know, what your expectations are. But finding out what they're up to, you know, what's happening, what's happening in their lives, how's the job going. I think it's, it's important to have a, a very open approach to this and really be interested and curious about what's going on. Uh, you know, I, I'm hearing stories where people haven't seen their manager for five or six months. Um, you know, with split teams, people are just not seeing each other. So it's really important, I think, that you establish that dialogue and take a real interest in your people. Who are they? What are they doing? What are they up to? That's the difficult part because when you're speaking to someone through a screen, it's so easy to just look at them as like a face on the screen, right? Rather than a, a person that mm. with like their own needs and their own preferences. Mm. So, I mean, extending from that, how can managers then better support their people beyond just recognizing them, you know, their individuality, the fact that they have their own limitations? That's interesting. I'm hearing, I'm hearing that companies are, are very conscious of the fact that people working from home, they don't necessarily have the right IT equipment, they don't have a, a comfortable chair, they don't have this, they don't have that. And I think a lot of forward-thinking companies are recognizing that and saying, look, when you were in the office, we provided everything for you. But now you're working from home, we need to do the same thing. And you know, simple things like having a, an ergonomic chair, because people are sat on their kitchen table, or sorry, they're working from their kitchen table. They've got a chair that's not designed to be sat on for eight hours a day. And forward-thinking companies are saying, look, working from home is now part of the way we're going to be doing things. We need to be sure that people's work environment is as conducive and, you know, it's as technologically sound as it was before. So I think, yeah, that's going to happen. More and more people are going to 
take an interest in tell me about your work environment what do we need to provide you with as a leader what do i need to provide you with so that you can be productive at home and how about linking it back to what you mentioned previously on people and scope mm-hmm. do you see managers also helping in these two areas on on the people side yes definitely mm-hmm. take an interest in people but i think there's a there's something around people's scope um, being clear about what's, what your expectations are you know people are working from home eight hours a day they co- they're committing an enormous amount of time to uh, to working basically on their own they're on calls all day they're on zoom all day so i think it's even more important that you're clear about what your expectations are mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's not important when they're in a face-to-face environment but there's lots more informal opportunities to exchange around all sorts of things but i think when people are completely autonomous on their own working at home for long hours you've got to be crystal clear about what your expectations are and what are the goals what are we trying to achieve as a team Um, and spend time being really clear about what you are expecting of the individual that you're talking to and i think that's a good investment in time that you that you do that as a leader because then you can say okay well off you go and we know that when you're clear about sense of purpose and scope and accountabilities that adds a huge amount to people's engagement because they feel clear, they feel trusted that they can go off and they can go and do it on their own. I agree. I think it's an opportunity for managers to have a, a, a review with their with their team members about the scope of work and how to co-design or um, co-create the scope based on on. The team members' preferences, their likes and dislikes, their strengths and maybe weaknesses, and how they really want to to redo what their their role or their job, but from home and what it means. And um, I think it's a great opportunity to to review that. I know some some people are actually very happy to work from home. They feel they're much more productive. Um, they don't have the the need to meet clients in an outside environment. They would rather do it on over video. And some some employees are really suffering. They really can't wait to get out. They want to meet people face to face. And so perhaps it's about helping everyone to find their new normal, their new way of working by by kind of uh, revisiting their scope and really help them achieve their best results based on, on yeah on, on the new reality mm-hmm. but also leveraging their strengths and in the what and their preferences. It's ironic that some of the things that we've been saying here should be applying to a face to face work situation. Why wouldn't you be clear about people's scope and their accountabilities and their responsibilities? And yet it what it seems is that uh COVID nineteen has forced managers into this um this mindset where they have to be over clear about that so maybe that's going to be a, a legacy from covid as people start to, to return to work firstly in shifts and then hopefully um hopefully fully in the months to come maybe that some of the best practices that we're seeing around taking an interest in your people and making sure they're clear about the scope that they can do that in a way in a face-to-face situation as well it's not just because people are remote Yeah, that would certainly be ideal because, I mean, right now, the general consensus is you'd rather be too clear and repeat yourself than to leave all this room for ambiguity and then you're not sure if they understand and they don't know what you're saying. Is it in addition to people and scope? Or maybe we can look into this even deeper as well. Are there any other ways that you see managers can help to in- improve team engagement? 
Here's, here's an idea. Um, when managers are, are organizing their team meetings, um, you know, you can imagine a situation in a, in a face-to-face office where, you know, they're fairly informal, um, for fairly informal meetings where maybe the manager is driving the conversation. And we know from talking to a lot of uh, leaders that very often these team meetings are not as productive as they could be can i say it like that they're moving from one meeting to another back-to-back meetings and you get to the end of the day and think wow i spent my entire days in in meetings and what have i done and i think maybe that when uh, when leaders are running meetings with their teams not just having conversations with individuals it's really important to allow everybody who's present in the room to have their say uh, emma and i do that when we're doing our training we're making sure that if there are participants in a training that we're making sure that everybody has the opportunity to contribute. So that means that as a leader, when you're running a remote conversation with your team, you have to be really clear that that's your intention, that that's your objective. It's not just me talking, because then people are going to have the tendency to just switch off their video and switch off the sound and go and do something else. But it is going to be an engaging two-way dialogue. So you need to be prepared with questions. What, is, what input and perspective do you want from your team? So there's a great opportunity for leaders to change the dynamic with their team by the way that they run their team meetings. Interactive, engaging, productive. And it's, yeah, it's also perhaps looking at team meetings differently. Some team meetings will be very focused on on task or projects to be delivered on on time and and with, uh, you know, in a highly collaborative way. And some meetings will be much more informal. Yeah. Maybe having some team lunch where everyone has having their favorite food over camera and then catching up with their colleagues or, um, you know, e-drinks like for uh, <laughs> after work drink, but doing it from home and still having a bonding time with your colleagues after work. Yeah. So I think there's many ways to engage the team, even from a, a remote uh, with a remote context. And um, and, and I think for me, it's, it's, it's really about being extra clear about the communication, repeating a few times if needed, because in a face-to-face environment, we there's a lot of things that are implied or that, that, that are kind of built out of habits. But in a remote context where people are not seeing each other, I think we need to be much more specific, much much clearer, and things are not so obvious. And we tend to forget that as managers. So, so really pay attention to the communication and the clarity around it. Yeah, definitely. I think I can add a little bit to that as well, from my own experience. Uh, starting university completely online, <laughs> it's, I would say it's been quite a challenge. Um, everything feels a little strange. But then the part you said on having to be extra clear, it's, it's so true because usually if you imagine yourself in a lecture theater, right, the, you can really see all the body language. You can see when the... Like the at least not the, the, the implicit things that the professors are, are suggesting or if they are prompting anything, but then over a camera, what do you see? It's like mm. everyone's face just staring back at you. So in a sense, it also feels a little strange because everything is fleshed out so clearly, but then you also can't do without it. Maybe just pick up on that point. It's really interesting, the, the dynamic uh, when you're in a room together, when you're with somebody Mm-hmm. Um, you know the non-verbal signs that you get when you're in the room with your boss it's not at all the same dynamic as when you're on a zoom call or mm-hmm. when you're on a team's call with your boss and I think a lot of the 
Um, the reticence that employees might have to dialogue with their team or with their boss disappear on a virtual call. Um, and, and we hear a lot that it's much easier. There's no peer pressure. There's nobody sat next to you. There's not your senior. There's not your best buddy or your worst enemy sat right next to you that's going to influence the way that you contribute. So I think it's an opportunity for leaders to understand that, that a lot of the things that uh, make people hesitate to contribute have disappeared. It means that as a leader, you've got to facilitate the conversations. But you've got to assume that if you're clear about the question and that you're clear about the ground rules, that we want this to be a participative meeting, you can do that. Hmm. And I do that very often in the Zoom calls or the WebExes or the webinars that I run. I just make the assumption that if you're clear about that, you go around the room and you say, what's your view on that? Make sure the question is clear. But, you know, there's no peer pressure. You know, the, you can see people on on the call because there's a photo of them on the side of the screen, but there's not that peer pressure. There's not the group of buddies that are all sitting next to each other that have decided they, they don't want to contribute or another group of people that decided that they do. So that's an opportunity for managers to, to really leverage on that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I can also see it going both ways. So if you have a really strong, um, focused manager and he knows that, okay, I'm going to go through the room and everyone's going to contribute that's great and then it can also lead to everyone just keeping to themselves because it's just so easy to do that over call right versus if you have the peer pressure to contribute because you're sitting in the room literally if you stay silent it looks strange yeah so back to your point as well the manager then has to be very clear and take that initiative and one more thing I would like to add as well I mean I know many listeners you know, might be tuning in because they might be looking for like a very hard and fast rule, how do you get engagement? But then we come here and we tell you, hey, it's actually about listening to your people. There is no shortcut to it. And But okay, maybe there might be. And I would say that's humor because when you're so physically distant, it, it really loses that human element, but then humor adds it back. Mm-hmm. And there's this... There's this um, thing that I heard the other time over a podcast as well and it's humor in the workplace is really not that difficult simply because the bar is so low that even if you're just slightly funny everyone's like oh yes amazing <laughs> and it really brings that like personality it brings that humanness over and that's even more important when you're communicating virtually well to summarize all the good stuff that we've just discussed so what what is anchoring our episode today the two concepts people and scope people be interested be aware and also be very attuned to everyone's different situations circumstances their abilities and preferences as and as for scope it's even more important now that you have to be clear and it's likely that the scope of work has changed because of covid because of work from home so take this chance revisit it and really iron it out with your team and on top of that just find what works for your team because it seems that for every team it's different every team has their own dynamic so try out different things you know initiate all sorts of different activities see what exactly your team needs whether they need more pushing whether they need more pulling whatever it may be so thank you for tuning in to today's episode and we actually have a part two for this as Don mentioned at the start where we'll be going through autonomy and feedback also very important for remote leadership so look out for that Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's episode. If you found it interesting, why not subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening? 
We post regular articles on our website and our LinkedIn to help you take your conversations to the next level. If you found it useful, please share this episode with a friend or family. They might thank you for it too. See you next time on Transforming Your Conversations.